Welcome to the Borough Life Podcast with James and Rosie. Every month we chat to local guests to celebrate the great things happening in and around Wigan Borough. Let's get started, shall we? Hi, Rosie, and welcome everybody back to the Borough Life Podcast. We're at the end of 2023, and this is our special bonus episode with a bit of a look back to some of our favourite guests throughout the year. Who'd have thought it? 12 months on, we've had a great year, haven't we, recording this podcast, and we've had some amazing guests, and we're really looking forward to having a bit of a listen back uh, to some of our favourite moments. Yeah, it's it's been really fun, hasn't it, having a bit of a, a reflection. Should we go straight into it? Who have we got coming up first? So first up, we throw it right back to episode one with Joe Mitchell, who's our Assistant Director for Customer Experience and Support, what a mouthful, about our Here For You cost of living campaign, which continues to be as relevant now as it was back then. Um, So yeah, let's go. Let's hear from Joe. One thing I just wanted to touch on in a bit more detail was the community aspect. So obviously we are the council, but it's how we bring all those partners and the the voluntary sector that are doing so much great work in. So how do you think they've contributed to the campaign? Well, when the ask went out there for the warm welcoming spaces, you know, we were overwhelmed. They just poured in with offers of support from community groups, just saying, you know, they just immediately wanted to get involved. As I say, if you go on, I mean, you gave the details, didn't you, there? And if you go on to that, we've got lots of community locations that that are out there that have also got those spaces. So, Joe, just to to wrap us up on on here for you, I think is the key message then for our listeners that, we want them to to approach us and you know pop into a library or one of our locations and and get the support and advice rather than wait until they're reaching crisis point or you know they're really struggling. Is is that one one of the key messages we want to get across? Yeah, definitely. When you find yourself in crisis, it is really hard to ask for help, and we we know it is, especially if you've never found yourself in that situation before. But the message is, please, please, please ask us for help. Don't sit there and struggle. You know, the longer you, you leave it, the harder it is to ask for help. Don't delay. We'll support you in any way that we can. Visit our Here For You web pages. Email into us if, if it's easier. Welfare.support at wigan.gov.uk. Call us if that's easier on 01942 705 221. Or visit Wigan Orly Life Centre Monday to Friday between 10 and 4 o'clock. What we will do is we will offer you as much help and support as we can. You know, one of the key things is making sure that you're in receipt of enough income. Income maximisation is key. It might be that you're missing out on something. So please, please, please ask for help is the message. So for our next clip, Rosie, uh, it's one of my absolute favourites. We're going back to episode eight and back into the summer. Uh, We're talking to Derek Beaumont in the aftermath of Lee Leopard's clinching the Challenge Cup title. Uh, I met Derek at the LSV uh, a few days afterwards and we talked about the amazing scenes at the homecoming and he just talked us through what it was like from his perspective to be on that bus and to be in that sea of people in leopard print in Lee Town Centre. He also talks a little bit about their look ahead to some Super League success and obviously their quest to, to win the double. Now we know that they didn't quite get there with the double but it was fascinating to speak to Derek and to get his view on, on those amazing couple of days that we spent in Lee. So let's go back and have another listen. So I'll just I'll fast forward then the next day, more unbelievable scene. So from your, so I, I was in the, the middle of it trying to get footage for us of like yeah. you guys coming in on the bus and like 
how was that for you? Did it, I know that would you were you kind of expecting it up to a point, but then the, the amount of people there and 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 everything, the atmosphere, did that kind of surpass your expectations? Completely blew us away. It was a bit of a lesson in in some ways as well, as to because you know we don't everybody has their part to play, don't they, in making an occasion big, and and very often I'm someone who'll just go right, let's do this. So I just think let's get an open top buzz and drive around with the trophy. People like the, the council think, damn that, I mean, we're going to have to shut some roads, there'll be loads of people, we're going to need barriers, we're going to need police, we're going to need this. I don't think one minute about any of that. And what they did for the time that day, the council is, you know, absolutely outstanding. It couldn't be bettered. And we were so, so proud by it, but blown away by it, genuinely mm. by the people. So it had been perfectly planned. And I'm thinking, what? You know, that made me think, like, how many people are we talking here? And part of the presentation, we'd shown all these pictures from 71, the buzz, the square at the town hall being flooded. Yeah. And when we arrived at Astley, I expected wherever there's a pub, a few people will come outside. And then when we get to Lee, we'll probably get something really big. We got to Astley, it was massive. And we was like, wow. Everyone was like, oh my God, like, you know, the amount of people that turned out. And it, it literally carried on. People in the gardens, people mm. sat outside the rises. Everyone was just yeah, on yeah. the streets, literally. Yeah. And then we got into Tilsley, and that was rammed. And then we come through into Atherton, that was rammed, mm. but even more so. And it was like, the closer we got, the madder it got. And I remember they stopped the buzz somewhere just round about before the Thomas Burke. Um, and the, the security guys, some of them got out and, and walked in front, and it went in slow. And the scenes... yeah. It, it was crazy, the, the, the scene that you see from the buzz. It was the most unbelievable thing. Uh, the, that experience was bigger, genuinely, than the actual final minute of winning the cup. That, that, that whole thing on that buzz is just the, the best thing I've ever done. It, yeah, it, I mean, t- yeah, to be in the middle of that, myself and Rosie were, were in, the, in the thick of it, getting the, like, the, the content for the council. Yeah, it was, it was amazing, but it was just so like, good-natured and yeah. so many smiles on faces, yeah. so many ages as well, like, you know, right from like little little kids wearing the yeah. leopard print up, up to like, you know, yeah, kind yeah. of pensioner age. And it really like, it's things like that that bring the community together, isn't it? And I, and yeah. I, and I know as well that it's one that the, the club, rugby league's built on its, you know, sense of community, isn't it? As you say, the values of it. And it's days like that just prove how, how important it is to, yeah, to people. Yeah, it really, it, it's something for the town to enjoy and buy into and be proud of. And it's been over 50 years, mm. you know, so, a lot of people there, there were some good stories where fathers and sons yeah. who'd gone when they were young and they were say my age and now they're like older and they've got the grandkids. So there was actually three generations. That was a great story. But I think what was fabulous, like for, from us and the players, we spoke about it, when we're looking down just the vast amount of people, everyone was like, wow, wow, wow. Mm. And the leopard print that was around everywhere. And that's what I love about it because you don't have to buy a replica shirt and not everybody can. You can literally just buy some fun ears, leopard ears for a quid or a bracelet or a t-shirt for three quid off on the internet and you're part of it. And everybody had kind of done that. And that was kind of good because it showed some some pre-belief in it all. We reckon there was over 40,000 people. Mm. I think the council said they clicked 15,000 into the square. Yeah, yeah. Which is just incredible because that's more than we've ever, yeah. ever had here. Mm. And then to get on the stage and and the moment really for me it's going to be tough, but we, we ended up in the, the, the sort of civic ring, I'm not sure what you call it at the top, and 
you've got the big sort of yeah, magistrates yeah. sort of feel of the yeah. chairs and everyone sat in there holding as well. Things were cleared and, yeah. and, and planned. And I just said to all the lads, I said, guys, you've just seen what, like, the most amazing scenes, like amazing scenes, like they far exceeded what we thought and what we showed you and, and everything. And they're all like, yeah. And I was like, and that's doing something that didn't be done before albeit 52 years ago, it has been done before and that was the reaction. I said, we've got an opportunity now of doing something that's never been done before. And can you imagine if we made a grand final and won that and we've got the double, like we would have to close the time. Mm. So we kind of challenged ourselves with it a little bit and, and we, we're, we're currently, you know, if we win tonight, the chance we're fourth and we'd give ourselves a chance of it. So. Absolutely. So in our next throwback, we caught up with Amy and Kira from Feel Good Club. They've got a coffee shop in the Northern Quarter in Manchester, but in this clip, we discuss one of their favourite places in the borough to visit. So let's hear more from them. What is your favourite thing to do? A place to go, a place to eat in Wigan Borough? It's got to be Pennington Flash. Pennington Flash. Especially during when we did have that five minutes of break during lockdown when we just worked seven days a week. Our go-to safe space was Pennington Flash. We used to go up earlier, take Juno for a walk and just clear our heads. So for yeah. us, it's got like a little special place where it's like our safe space. And now it's refurb, we're obsessed. Yeah, I was going to say, that's going on there. And some sandwiches and some food there now, can't you? Which yeah. makes it 10 times better. But yeah, whenever, literally whenever we're feeling stressed, we, we go there, don't we? Back. And we just do a big loop. But yeah, it always reminds us and reminds me anyway of, of lockdown and just feeling like super heavy, like we didn't know what was happening, but we'd go there, clear our heads and then get into work. It's when you get to the top of that hill and you look down on the canal and all the sailboats are there, I'm like, yeah, ah, it's right. beautiful. Yeah. Fave place. There you go, feel you good club indoors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks so much. Thanks Thank for you. having us. Thanks for having us. Next up, Rosie, we're not going too far back. We're going back to episode nine and our interview with Dr Sylvia Travers, who is the new head of horticulture over at Haywoodland Park. And we ask her why horticulture, why it's important and such a, a big part of the hay master plan. And it was so interesting to hear Sylvia's plans for hay and the kitchen garden. So here we go, back to Dr Sylvia from episode nine. How would you explain like the concept of a, a kitchen garden then and, and like uh, some of those, those interesting aspects that you may bring into to the, to the plans at Hay? I think I would start by saying that food is the common denominator to us all. We all need to eat. It's the thing that should unify us and, and bring us together, but it often doesn't. It's, usually, it's quite often a marker of social inequity. And I think the opportunity at Hay is actually to sort of bring food a bit more into the town and into the kind of people's consciousness. And the wall garden was built and designed perfectly to grow food. So mm -hmm. we've actually got an amazing canvas with which to create a kitchen garden there and the kitchen garden isn't just to grow for the hall it would have been originally but I actually think now the more modern twist is that it actually becomes an element or a way of, of helping us understand our environment and where food comes from and to connect us with that with something that we've lost I think through generations of commercial horticulture and agriculture and you know 100 years ago we would have all our families would have grown food on some level or had some connection to it and some connection to the land, even if it was just through allotments or a backyard. But actually, very very much now, you can go through your entire life without actually knowing where your food comes from. And I think that's really important in terms of teaching our children of, of where food comes from, from a social and health well-being, but also just in terms of 
putting horticulture very firmly on on the map of of a as a career as something that's a a possibility for people in Wigan because at the moment there's no um, apprenticeship in horticulture in the borough and actually using the garden as a teaching tool particularly in food growing I think would be amazing. So next up we go back to episode three when we marked International Women's Day back in March. I was lucky enough to speak to Leanne and Izzy from Wigan and Lee's Youth Cabinet. Honestly, I can't even tell you how inspiring I found these girls. So let's go and hear more from them about what advice they'd give to other young people looking to find their voice. My final question. Well, it's a comment really to say that you're both incredibly, you know, eloquent and articulate young women. I was just going to see what you thought about younger women who might not have yet found their voice. If you had one thing to say to these women, what would it be? How, how can they find their voice? Just never be afraid to show what you believe in because maybe that thing what you have in mind or what you believe is so important to you can perhaps change the world. Because me and Izzy, we started with baby steps and it led us to massive amount of changes. So don't ever underestimate yourself and we believe in you. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I'd echo that. And I think I'd just say, back yourself, because we, we live in a society where we are constantly being told as young women to challenge our own, our own belief system and we're always kind of unable to, to put across what we really feel. And by backing yourself, I think that's the, that's the best way to overcome it and, and just have trust in your own ability. Good advice. <laughs> So there we go, Rosie, we've come to the end of our compilation episode. Thanks very much for everybody who's listened. Thanks very much to all the guests, not just the ones who we've just had a clipped up there. We've had loads more guests, so all of them absolutely amazing. If, if you get chance or if you've just listened to a clip there of one of the episodes you've not not heard, go back straight away and, and listen to them. They're all there. Uh, and Rosie, thanks very much for the year. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a great experience, hasn't it, recording the podcast, like I say. We've had some amazing guests and we've had some fun doing it too, haven't we? So, as always, I'm going to do my plug for the Borough Life magazine and Borough Life Plus. So, if you just head online, they're all there, wigan.gov.uk forward slash Borough Life. And hopefully you'll have had your magazine delivered to your home as well. So, do let us know what you think about it. So, Rosie, just before we sign off for the year, we're going to go all the way back to episode one. So, we had this wonderful poem from Louise Fazakali about our brilliant borough and what better way to finish than listening to it once again. We'll see you all in 2024. See you next year. I wrote this poem inspired by the volunteers and the kind-hearted people in communities in Wigan and Lee that make our town special. This is called We've Got A Lot. We've got Asler and Moseley, Ashton and Lee, Atherton, Shevington, Winston, Lee, we've got the wonderful names of these proud places. But what are places without faces? The faces of the kids we've got. Growing carrots and cabbages, strawberries and more. These faces are Wigan's future, our rising stars. We've got dreamers and dancers, beating bullies, raising money for cancer. And thanks to our homegrown communities, we've got litter picking, bingo and afternoon 
teas. We've got people dressing up as Father Christmas with itchy beards. We've got carol concerts and clean, safe streets. We've got good-hearted people going out of their way to give lifts and help with shopping. I know it's a long list of loveliness, but I'm not stopping. We have so many committed community leaders. They connect us, inspire us, include us. They dress us and feed us. We've got the passion of kind-hearted carers, spending hours and days making difficult decisions with gritted teeth. These champions smile still in place. We've got Lowton and Goulburn, Hinlet and Ince, Standish and Oral, Aspel and Bryn. Do you need some help using a computer? We've got it. Do you need a listening ear? We've got it. Do you need love and kindness? We've got it. We've got Tilsley, Platbridge and Penn. Our town, our places, our faces. We are proud of them. We were once crisscrossed with train tracks, communities of coal. Now we're crisscrossed with communities of people who share the same goals. We are wildflowers, we're meadows, we're busy bees, we're listeners, we're fighters, we talk to MPs. We are businesses giving back, just giving out stuff for free. We are the voice of the vulnerable in our society. Some people might think we've not got a lot, but we have. We've got Asler and Mosley, Ashton and Lee, Atherton, Shevington, Winston Lee. We've got Lowton and Goulburn, Hinlet and Ince, Standish and Oral, Aspel and Brim. We've got Tilsley, Pemberton, Platbridge, and too many magnificent places for me to list out loud. This is our town. We are Wigan. We are proud.